Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. It is great seeing all of you today on Family Sunday. We love families and having all the kids with us. If it gets a little noisy in here, please know it's okay. Uh, we all have kids, and we know that kids can be noisy, and, and we, we understand, so they'll just turn up my voice a little bit louder today. I want to welcome everybody in Crookston, Family Sunday there as well, and, and so excited to be there this evening for Eye Encounter uh, in Crookston, and then to all of our online family. I know we got a lot of kids. I'm just wondering, is anybody nine years old or ten years old here in, the, in, in church in the house today? Anybody nine or ten? How many remember when you were nine or ten? Okay, this is, this is a little, this, like, I'm going to share something. You're going to like, what, like, why are you talking about this? We should not talk about this to our kids. But, but when Mary was nine years old, I was 10 years old. Uh, my father was a pastor. We moved to this little community of which Mary was attending. And so I met my wife when she was nine and I was 10. And I don't know that it was love at first sight, uh, certainly later, it didn't take long, it became that. But I remember we, we liked each other growing up and then in, in junior high and then early high school. And when I was 14 years old, 14 years old, Mary gave to me a whole jar of chocolate kisses. <laughs> chocolate kisses, okay. <laughs> And I remember in my bedroom that, that I stayed when I was at that age, there was a shelf over my bed. And so I took this jar of chocolate kisses and I put it on the shelf to look at and then to eat them and to savor them. Well, one day, mom and dad were gone. I don't know where they were at, but I, I had come home from school. I went in the bedroom and I took one of those chocolate kisses and I was eating it and enjoying it. I'm sure, honey, I know I was thinking of you when I was doing this too, Okay. <laughs> And I have an older brother. My older brother is five years older than I am, always has always been taller than I am, always was bigger than I am. Uh, he was just, he grew quick. When he was in seventh grade, he was six foot one. In seventh grade, okay, this is crazy. I've, I've only heard of this once, and this was my brother. And it was a small school, albeit it was a small school, but when he was in seventh grade, so big and strong, he was asked to come and play on varsity football in seventh grade. And he walked into my bedroom that day and said, I'll have some of those. And I said, no, you won't. And so he reached into the jar and he took out not, not one chocolate, but he took out two chocolate kisses. And he said, I'm going to have this. And he says, no, no, I don't want those, those. Those are mine. Mary gave those to me. And I don't want, I was 14. He was, I guess he was 19. He says, no, I, you know, they're, they're mine. I'm, I'm going I'm to have some. I said, no, you're not. You're not going to have any. Those, Mary has given them to me, and you can have one, because I, I valued my body, and I, I, hopefully one will appease just a little bit. You can have one, but you can't have two. He goes, no, I'm having two. And so, so this discussion, this argument, ended up going into the living room, and I, I was never, I don't know, I've always had this, I never really valued my body like maybe I should, and I just remember putting my head down. All, just so you know, my dad was a pastor, okay, this is what's happening in the, 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 the parsonage, okay, with pastor's kids. And I put my head down and I ran at him and as hard as I could. And the last thing I remember is going backwards into the coat closet with him on top of me. And when I came out of the coat closet, I had my one and only in my entire life, huge black shiner black eye. 
And I don't, I mean, I felt so bad because I like, I, you know, going to church and like, what happened to you? Like, well, and you know, I don't know what it meant like for mom and dad, but I, I got this big, big black eye. I don't even know how it happened. I just remember flying backwards in the closet over, over one like chocolate kiss. Anybody, anybody can identify with like, like infighting with brothers and sisters, sibling rivalry, or maybe with sisters it wasn't, didn't get quite to that level. I, I don't know what it is, but I was just thinking about that. And that, that goes all the way back to the very first brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain, the Bible says, was, was a tiller of the field. He was a gardener. He was a farmer. And Abel, he raised cro- or, 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 uh, flocks, sheep and goats probably. And the Bible says that when Cain offered a sacrifice to the Lord, it says the Lord did not have regard for it. But when Abel offered a sacrifice, God did have regard for it. I know there's a lot of discussion like why did not God accept Cain's offering? I don't think it wasn't, it didn't, I don't think it had anything to do with it being a blood, or that it was not a blood offering. I think it had to do everything with Cain's heart because in, in in 1 John, it talks about that Cain's heart was evil and that his deeds were only evil and that, that, that Abel's deeds were righteous. So I think it had everything to do with his heart. Again, remember, Cain was the older brother. Cain's heart was filled with bitterness. It was filled with resentment and offense and anger. And Genesis 4, 8 says this, and Cain talked to Abel, his brother. Cain is the older one, okay? He's the one that, that's struggling with all this negative attitudes and emotion. And it happened that when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother and he killed Abel. He killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And when I read that question, I'm like, what a response. Like, like to, to a question from God, when God asks a question, I mean, like, I mean, we need to like, like be attentive to like a response. And Cain says, am I, I don't know, like, am I my brother's keeper? In essence, Cain was saying, why? Why are you asking me? Am I responsible for my brother? I'm not accountable for him. Why should I care about him? His life is his own. What he does is his business and what I do is mine. I'm not responsible. And his question that Cain asks, it just flies in the face of God. Your God, like, did you lose Abel? Like, why? You should know where he's at. Why are you asking me? Don't ask me. In Cain's lone question, am I my brother's keeper? I, what I see is just, and we could if we had a you know, small group discussion, we would talk a lot about this, but there's an attitude of apathy. I don't care. Like, why do I, why do I care? A, a complete disregard for humanity. A heart that's hardened and cold, compassionate, indifferent, and complete with disregard. And I believe that what God is asking us today is this, where is your brother? I think God's saying to all of us today, where's your brother? I think he's saying, where's your sister? Where's your mom? Where's, where's, your, where's your dad? And let's be honest, sometimes it's easiest to, to overlook those that are closest to us and those that we're related to, isn't it? Sometimes it's, it's easier, like, tending individuals at, at, at some place maybe where there's great need as opposed to just what's God saying for me to do concerning my family, my brother, my sister, and I'm talking about like biological, you know, like within the family, like to be more attentive to, to, to those individuals. 
In the New Testament, there's a word. It's, the word is called uh, Corban. And the word Corban, we, we know it today as, as it can be the name of a boy or of a man, Corban. Uh, but in, in, in the New Testament, Corban meant this. People would, would vow, people would dedicate what they possessed or what they owned to the Lord. And that was called, that's Corban. And so if people, maybe they, maybe they you know, a, a cow had a calf. And so they said, this calf is going to be one that I'm going to raise and then going to sell it and give it to the Lord. And so that calf would be, that's Corban. That means this is what's been dedicated to the Lord. Or maybe it was a piece of property. And so, you, you, you know, that, 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 that the harvest from this piece of ground, the, the wheat that I raised from this ground, I'm going to give it to the Lord. And so that, that, that plot of land and that wheat was Corban because it's, it, I vow I'm dedicating it to the Lord. I'm going to dedicate it to the Lord. And again, that word is used just once. In Mark 7, 11, Jesus says, but you say, if a man says to his father or his mother, whatever I have, I would help you, is Corban. Whatever I have, whatever I have, that would help you, is Corban. What he's saying this, what he's saying in this passage of scripture is that there's, there's mom and dad have this need. And the individual says to that need, the son, the daughter says, because it's mom or dad, says, I would really give this, I would really help you, mom or dad, but what I have that I could give you to serve you, I can't because it's Corbin, because it's dedicated to the Lord. So I'm sorry, mama, I can't give it to you because I've already given it to the Lord. Now it sounds really super spiritual, doesn't it? Like, like wow. This person is just like, they have, their really priorities are in the right place. But, but what Scripture says, what Jesus' response is to that, he says, don't you understand? Don't you understand that you're violating the Word of God? You've missed the very essence of what I'm trying to communicate to the Word of God. Don't say that. Because if you, if you ignore the needs of your mom and dad, if you ignore the needs of your, par- of your brothers and sisters, if you ignore the needs, like because when you do it to the least of these, you're really doing it unto me. That, that, that's what he's saying. And he says to those individuals, he's saying to those individuals that says, I'm sorry, I can't help my family because that's something I've offered to the Lord with an air of piety and, you know, religious, spiritual, silent kind of, kind of verbiage. But he says, don't do that because that's invalidating what I'm teaching you, the, the very word of God. See, I believe that the proving ground of our faith is seen in how we act and retreat those closest to us in our home. I believe the proving ground, the strength of my faith is not seen today. Because I, I, can, I can kind of pump myself up and I can kind of put on my best face and I can, I can, I can act kind of spiritual, you know, and put on an air. We all can do that. But when I go home, then what, right? Then what happens? And the proving grounds, I want us to know something. It is my desire, Mary and I, we talk about this. It's our desire that as a church that our families would be incredibly strong, 
that the faith that we have would not be just a Sunday morning kind of faith, but the faith that we have would be carried out in our marriages and how we raise our, our, our sons and our daughters. It would be carried out in how we respond to moms and dads and, 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 and whatever the relatives is, that the faith that we have would be carried out in those areas because let me tell you, that's the, most, that's, that's, that's the proving ground of our faith. How we care for our family and how we respond to them. That's the proving ground. The greatest testimony that we can give to those who don't know Christ is how we love our brothers and sisters and our family members. I believe that's the greatest testimony. I told a story about my older brother and the black eye that he gave me. Uh, but to be really honest, that was not characteristic of our relationship in any way. In fact, that was kind of an odd time. I don't know how it happened. Why? Because, like, because Mary gave this to me. I'm not going to let him have this. That's how it happened, and and I just dove into it head first, and it didn't turn out real well for me. But 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 in it, it was somehow he and I grew up. <laughs> I think, and uh, I remember this young lady that had given me that jar of chocolate kisses really, really had my attention. In fact, I'm like, I want to marry her now. Uh, I, I was older than 10, but I was like, I want to, I really want to engage, you know, I want to, I want to just spend my life with her. But I didn't have money for a wedding ring. And so I was talking to my brother and I said, he had his own business and I said, man, I just really like Mary. I really, really want to get married, but I don't know how to buy a ring. He says, how much money are you short? And I said, I'm, I'm $500 short. And do you know that that immediately, he sent me $500 to pay for the ring, for Mary's wedding ring. When we had two little boys, we moved to South Dakota. And when we were there for the first time, I had this something begin to kind of like, man, there's so, many, so much hunting territory. It would really be fun to go hunting. So I was talking to him one day, and I said, you know, it'd be kind of on the telephone. He lives in Colorado. I said, it'd really be fun just to go deer hunting. But I, I, mean, I, I mean, I was, we were not making a lot of money back in those days. I said, I don't, I, I don't know. I need to find a deer rifle, I guess. And I don't know if it's legal today, but he went to a store, bought me a deer rifle, and sent it to me. I don't know if you can do that nowadays. I don't know, maybe. Send it to me. On two different occasions to our boys, he gave them motorcycles. Not, not like play, like, like regular, like where you ride them, like motorcycles. I mean, that, that was more, you know, just of our relationship. Proverbs 3.27 says, do not withhold good to those whom it's due when it's in your power to do it. Do not withhold good from those to whom it's due when it's in your power to do it. We give gifts to our family members, birthdays and Christmas, and it's a wonderful time. And yet sometimes the greatest gifts that we can give to our family is not something wrapped with fancy paper and a nice bow on the top, but sometimes the greatest gift that we can give to them is time. We can give them the grace to be different than who we are because as siblings, we're still all different. We can give them forgiveness. I forgive you for what's happened acceptance, our love. And so today, if the band wants to come to the front, please, today, I'd like just to wrap up this service today. And I'm just asking today, where's your brother? Those are the words, God's words that he spoke to Cain. Where is your brother? And so I'm just asking today, I think the Lord will wants us to ask that, ourselves that question, where's my brother? Where's your brother at? Where's he at today? 
I mean, I'm talking about like, like your family. Your, 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 like, where's your brother? Where's your sister? Where's your mom? Where's your dad? Where's your son? Where's your daughter? And what do you possess that you can give to them? Maybe it's something physical. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's an encouraging call. I don't know. But Proverbs 3.27, as we've already read, it says, don't withhold good from those to whom it's due when it's in your power to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I want us, if we can just do this today, if we can just bow our head, and again, the question, I'm just asking, like, what's, like, like where's your brother? Where's your sister? Where's your mom or dad? Again, whatever, where are they? What's going on? What, what, what do they need at this moment? Let's, let's not say, man, I would really help you out. I just don't have time because I've, I'm just so involved in our church and I'm just so involved with, it's Corbin. I've, I've given it to the Lord. I can't give it to you. What is the need that they have today? Let's do this today. We're gonna to stay connected with Crookston for the first, uh, this first little bit, but let's stand in Crookston. Let's stand here. Mary, would you grab a microphone and could you just join me here today? I'm gonna to ask Mary if she would just come and I wanna ask her, just as, as my wife, just to lead us in prayer for our families today and uh, along these lines. And maybe there's hurting. You know, maybe there's probably hurts that we carry as a result of family. And I love just to, let's, let's just, if you could just pray for that as well today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you care so much about us, but Lord, about uh, everybody in our lives. And I believe that more than anything, you want to restore families. And so today I lift up everyone here in this room in Crookston listening online. Father Nathan and I and all of us agree our, our hearts together. We're asking for restoration in homes today, God restoration in relationships father lord may the the power of jesus the healing of jesus just begin to wash over hearts and minds lord lord and you said in your word that you're going to draw the fathers back to their children and the children's hearts back to their fathers and lord we're praying god that you would just do a new thing in each of our homes and each of our families god jesus thank you Thank you, God. Thank you for what you want to do, Lord, today. I pray forgiveness would flow, healing would flow in relationships, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that as Nathan is saying this question, where's my brother, my sister, my mom or dad, my son or daughter, begin to stir up in each of us how you want us to reach out and love those in our family, God. Stir up in me, God. Stir up in us what you want to do today, I pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you came, Lord, to save us. And, and, and Lord, give us a place in heaven. But thank you that you came to heal our families. And, Lord, to just do a beautiful thing in our homes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, honey. I, and I, I know what some of you may be thinking today. You're like, 
hold, hold, hold it a second. I thought this was together the power of community. Isn't that what this is about? Like, how does family tie into, you know? I, I did not forget. Okay, I did not forget. But I really felt today the Lord was saying, Nathan, I really want us to focus on our family. I want us to focus there first of all. Because that's where it needs to start. But now I want us to look around, okay? Just look around a little bit. Crookston as well. Just look around. Okay? It's okay. These are our brothers and sisters as well. And in a world, we talked about it last week, that in the last days there's going to be those that are, that, that the love of many is going to grow cold. There's going to be this deterioration of love, brotherly love. There's going to be this, 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 there's going to be this, this, this rise of brutality, of, of coldness and indifference to humanity. That's what's going, the Bible says that's what's going to characterize society in the last days. But in the middle of it, God has positioned lighthouse after lighthouse, which is called the local church, for people to come in, and Freedom Church specifically, because this is where we're at today, to be the exact opposite of that. That when people walk in these doors, what they sense is something different of the brutality and the coldness and the indifference. But what they sense is genuine value and genuine, I feel like I'm just important at that church, where there's healing, where we open up our hearts and we say, you know what, where is my brothers? Where are they at today? And that we become attentive to the needs that are all around us. And so I wanna pray over that. So Father, today help us in Jesus' name. Father, not only of our families as Mary prayed, but Lord of our brothers and sisters that are here in this congregation, God look different, different struggles, different pains, different upbringings, different ethnicities. But Father, yet in Christ, Lord, we are one together. So I wanna thank you for that in Jesus' name, oh God. And Father, may there be an incredible, just unifying force within us, Lord. Here at Grand Forks, but Crookston as well. Lord, that, that, that we would be authentic, there would be transparency. Lord, we would be burden sharers so that we can be burden bearers, oh Lord, in Jesus' name and really caring the needs and whatever it may be. God, we open our heart to you today. Father, to those that we know, but to those, Lord, the brothers and sisters that we've never met before, I pray as well in Jesus' name, oh God. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. So thank you for that today, oh God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, oh God. In your name, amen. 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 I'm gonna, we're going to go different ways with Crookston at this point. What I'm going to do today, I'm going to ask the, the, the prayer team if they would come. There's individuals that are trained and are prepared to pray with individuals. Jordan and the band is going to lead us in a song. And as we do, if you would like special prayer today, I'd love to have you come and just to receive prayer. And if the prayer team, why don't you guys come and stand? Let's, let's stand in the front here if we could, just so the, kind of a little bit more front and center. But we want, if you, if you would like prayer today, we'd love to have you come just to receive prayer. And maybe you're, maybe you're carrying a lot of, you know, because of the closeness of family, sometimes our deepest hurts are a result of family members, right? And so maybe you're like, man, I'm carrying some bitterness. I'm, I just, I don't want to, but I carry some deep hurt. And I just want prayer today. Maybe you just, you need a miracle in your life. You can come and just pray with one of these individuals. They would love to, to pray with you today for whatever that situation. You're welcome. You can be as open or as transparent as you want, or just say, I just need prayer. And that would be just fine as well. But I certainly want you to do that and feel free to receive prayer today. Let's sing this song as we just wrap up today. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.